talking about the life of our community called A Place for All Peoples. And today is, it's a place for children, as I talked about a little bit earlier. But originally, in our movement, we really weren't much of a place for children. And in fact, the first church that started up here, there were two little children, and it was a bunch of single adults and college students. And we really didn't start having children involved that much in the life of our church until some of these people graduated, got jobs, got married, and now we've got a whole bunch of preschoolers and a wave of them coming about every semester. So, uh, and, and part of the, the reason why that value was in place, or the way of planning a church was like that, was because that's, that's how we started. My wife and I were college students, and we were reaching out to our friends at Baylor, and we just gathered people to worship on Friday nights, and by the time we graduated, we have a little more than 100 people together, and the thing just continued to grow. We started sending out mission trips and doing all kinds of different things. So a lot of the congregations initially were based on outreach to university campuses. Now we are respectable congregations in the suburbs and different locations, and about 28 different, maybe not so respectable, I don't know, maybe, but... Uh, uh, but the core, really, of who we are is investing not only in our children's lives, not only investing in people that are close to us, but investing in people that are far from Jesus, investing in other people's children. So that's really what I want to talk about today, is how we love children, and we want to train them, and we want to reach children in this city and make our church a place for children, even more so. Now, when I started dating my wife, I was about two months into dating her, and she discovered that I loved children. We had, uh, the way that I snuck up on Susan, you know, she, I couldn't just do a real direct approach. I had to find something kind of interesting. Hey, do you run? So I found her jogging path, and uh, we started running, running together. At the end of one of those runs, at a, a couple months into it, I did something peculiar. I do peculiar things every once in a while, but during that season, I was doing some of those things. I climbed up in a tree, and I just looked at her, and I started talking wistfully about, I'm already behind the curve. I should be having children by now. Of course, that was... Uh, she was, she was taken back. Now, in the back of my mind, my mother was 18 when she was married, my mom and dad over here, and my, my dad was 22, so they got started early, and I kind of thought that was the pattern that I imprinted on. I want kids early in life, and I wanted four children. So, for some reason, Susan continued to date me, and, uh, uh, and it was a few years later because of uh, medical education and a number of different things, and we had four children, two boys, two girls, amazing children, included one amazing grace. And uh, part of the inspiration that we have is out of Psalm 127, something I believe strongly. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring, a reward from Him, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, are children born in one's youth and in your old age, I think. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Now, I had some friends in college that used to debate how many 
arrows are in a quiver. Does anybody know? How many? There are five arrows in a quiver. So if your quiver is full, if you have five kids, then you get a couple of things here. You are blessed, and if you go to court, you're not going to be ashamed. So those are, but uh, didn't quite make it there, but uh, they're a blessing. Kids are amazing blessing. And uh, none the first three decades of my life, I was not focused that much on children. I, uh, in fact, the first diaper I changed was my daughter Dorothy's diaper, and it was amazing. Right there in the little bassinet, they had these little tiny things, and I was the first person to change her diaper, and I got it right, knew just what to do with the little plastic strips and everything, but I was not, the, I was never someone who taught in Sunday school and all that. But I love children. I love kids. And uh, let me see, has anybody seen me love on their kids before? I love kids. I just, I don't know what it is. It my, makes my children nervous that I love children so much. And uh, I loved being a part of an extended family. We were missionaries in Indonesia for 10 years. And I was Uncle Mark. In our expat community over in that world, everybody had left, all our parents and cousins and sisters. And so in that environment, we really took responsibility for caring and loving and being extended family for the children of our friends. And besides, my, my favorite title is Daddy. My second favorite title is Uncle Mark. And when I'm with the children of the O'Quins or the Pierces or the Kleins or the Perrys. Uh, Nothing brings me greater joy than Uncle Mark and their little arms being thrown out wide. Just grabs me. I love children. And I love your kids. You've got beautiful, smart children. Not all of you have children yet, but those of you with children, they're delightful. And they're smart. And we need to see that they're smart because we're supposed to learn from them. You learn from our, we learn from our children and we learn from other people's children. And it, uh, Jesus said in Luke 18, 17, Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So how do they receive it? We learn by watching them. We learn from children, their attitudes, their character of, of just a wide-eyed openness. I had uh, Micah uh, Duran last, yet a couple of days ago in a pool, and his eyes were this big around. And I said, kick, Micah, kick. And he was kicking forward, you know, not backwards. But I said, you're doing a great job. And, uh, uh, but there's, what was in him? It's just a wonder for everything that was around him. And an openness and his little soul that was inspiring to me. And if you ever want to, if you have some deep questions that you're not sure about, you just have to ask Asher Clark. Because <laughs> you know you're going to get straight up brutal truth. You know, if you say... Is my breath bad? Don't ask someone nice. Go to Asher. Just say, Asher, what do you think? And he's like, no way, man. Go get that taken care of. You know, it's 
Do I look fat in this? Asher's the guy for you. <laughs> now, more important than me or any of you loving children is that Jesus loves children. And when we have a picture of the character of God, that is what we imitate. The reason that you are not more like Jesus is because there's ways that you don't see him clearly. The more clearly you get who Jesus is, the more you're going to be like him. So I want you to know he loves children. As you're walking around, wherever you go, you see children, just, I love children. Jesus loves children. I want to be like him. Children should feel like they're way cool in the center of the universe when they're around you. Because that is God's heart for them. So a couple of passages of Scripture I referenced earlier, Luke 18, 15. People were bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. Now this is interesting. Uh, again, we lived in an Asian culture for 10 years, and people would come up to me and say, will you bless my child? So they are, they're looking for some sort of blessing. It's really easy for me to see this. That they're walking through wherever. And this mama wants something good for her child. And she's busting through. Says, Jesus, put your hand on him. Bless him. So, and he, like the the disciples, the the crowd managers. He was surrounded by crowds everywhere he went, right? Zach Fry, back from France. Knows exactly like that. He's surrounded by children everywhere he goes in France. Maybe. Sometimes. Excellent. All right. But uh, Zach does. He's childlike. Loves kids. Way to go, Zach. But he's, here's uh, uh, the disciples were really thinking about the bigger show. You know, we've got somebody really important here. And we need to make room. And little kids, y'all stay back. Get out of the way. Oh, He's already blessed 10 babies in the last hour. Back up. You know, we don't have time for you. Jesus said, no, no. Bring them to me. Let the little children come to me. I want to be close to them. And what did he do? He'd pick them up in his arms. In Mark chapter 9, verse 37, he took a little child whom he placed among them, taking the child in his arms. He said to them, so I'm having a picture like... uh, uh, where I was at a couple of Wednesday, Wednesdays ago, there's a, a place near our house in Dedham called Endicott Estate. And they have a big, you know, used to be a plantation, I guess, back whenever, a big, huge house on about 20 acres of land. And they have concerts and different things in the summer. It's great. And if you've ever been in one of those environments, there's families all over the place. And where are the children? They're everywhere. They're just, it's like turned loose. You've got hundreds of kids running. All, and I, I, it's just so fun because you stand in one place and there's, you know, some parade that goes by. Did you see the kid in the tree? No, I've never seen the kid in the tree. Let's go see him. You know, and just mob things going on in different directions. And that's the environment of the early church everywhere. Now we live inside of our houses we're respectable, we drive in these little boxes with wheels on them, go from one place to another, 
everything was visible and seen. And so when Jesus was talking to people, simplest thing in the world, he just he picked up a little child. So that's, I, think about different sermons and messages. As you're reading the Bible, the words of Jesus, think Jesus may have just been holding a child while he was doing that entire teaching. Now, we don't just love children, but we want to train them and train them to be like him. We spend a lot of time when our little guys, especially as preschoolers, and making it past two into three, we were learning yes and no. They were teaching us no, we were teaching them yes. And uh, we worked a lot. We did not assume that uh, they were perfect. We said, original sin. We're going to need to invest in these little guys and teach them. We're going to have to work and process with different disciplines and encouragement and rewards to be able to teach them how to live life. My, my wife Susan calls it teaching them the script. What do you say, peas? What do you say, thank you? That's why it's the peas and the cues. Learn your peas and cues. That's where it's from. It's learning peas and thank you. And whatever it is, even, even now, Susan teaches me the script. She says, say, I'm sorry. I say, I'm sorry. And we do that with our children. We, we're still learning the script at different seasons of life. But we're, we're not just loving children. We are training them. We're discipling them. And our goal, my goal for every one of you is for you to have apprentices. We, if I said disciple, you'd say, oh, that's a program. But no, I want you to have someone that's going to reproduce your life. It's kind of scary. That means you need to have a life worth reproducing. There's a little pressure. When your children are born and you realize more and more that they're imitating you, have you ever seen that? Is that the funniest thing in the world to me? To see a, a little not quite three foot tall person walking just like their father behind him. You ever seen that? It's hilarious. So I get my sons up. We'll walk around the room. No, maybe not. Good idea. But they model on us. So the fear of the Lord is on you. I have to have a life worth modeling. And I, you have to have a life worth modeling because there are people that are imitating you. You're going to be having apprentices in the name of Jesus, by the grace of God, you're going to have people that you invest in and train up. And one of our biggest jobs in doing that is our own children and other people's children. So uh, I, I do quote Hillary every once in a while, it, it takes a village. It's a book that she, she wrote, and I thought, well, I like that title. And it's true. You can't, it can't just be you raising your children. You need a larger community. We were intended to have an extended family that was right down the street. That, 
Let me see. Is technology evil and of the devil, uh, trans- modern transportation? You know, I'm not answering those questions, but we just see modeled in original culture that there was a life of community where children were connected. Now, my sister lives in South Georgia. My parents live in Tennessee. My sons are in uh, Texas. My daughter's in D.C. So uh, I'm not obeying that rule very well. But there is a desire and a need for my kids to get input from others. So even in Indonesia, I would say, hey, John Mark, spend some time with MJ. MJ's cool. And he said, yeah, MJ is cool. He's, he's got the cool factor. And so they'd throw pots. And MJ had a pottery wheel, and they were doing different things together. I want my children to spend time with other adults, even from when they were small. I wanted them to connect with them and learn from other people besides me and Susan. Because we need multiple messages of who Jesus is and different pictures of what he looks like. If I'm the only thing he looks like, that's kind of complicated. They need a broader picture because I have strengths and weaknesses. So we here at CFCF want to be a place for children. Now, the first thing is we want to be a place for your children. We want your children to make friends here. We want them to have fun. We want them to say, church, awesome, let's go, you're late, daddy. You know, mama, quick. We want them to get excited about being here and to, to be a part of the life. Not everybody agrees with me on this. Some people like children to be more organized. I, you know, my... I'll tone this down, John. I don't mind if they run around. Now, I'm not the only one that has a vote in the organizational process. Just saying I like it. I like being free. My whole life as a child and as an adult is like, let me run. And uh, so I like the, the ability, the enjoyment of children in our community, just smiling and having fun. And that's what we're, we want to be about. But we want to also be about reaching other children. Now, some people have a picture in their minds when we talk about outreach, when we talk about evangelism, that, yeah, children don't really count. They don't really, you know, that's manipulative. Or that's something that, you know, it's only if they're an adult and I reach them. But how many of you were younger than 13 years old before you first prayed and said, Jesus, I want to, I want to know you? How many people in here? Okay. Maybe it came from a family member. Maybe from someone else. But children need to hear the gospel. And children uh, are responsive to the gospel. I've been in in evangelism situations in really complicated places with scary-looking people. In, like, there's a place called Sixth Street in Austin, Texas. That is, uh, we go out in Hollywood, Halloween, and uh, Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, and... uh, 
People, you know, it's 30 degrees sometimes, and they still have very little clothing on. It's a pretty crazy place. It gets, they get drunker and drunker as the night goes on. And that's, I have fun. You know, I'm, again, this is one of my peculiar characteristics. I just think engaging people with the gospel is fun. And it's, there's so many things about that whole experience that are great. And a lot of people say they're looking for the biggest, baddest person that's out there. I'm looking for the person that I think is going to respond. I'm not looking for the scariest person. I'm looking for the place where there is the most fertile ground. And I, again, I want to tell you, children in our neighborhoods, in Brighton, we're in Brighton, Massachusetts. Their parents want good things for them, and they don't always know. There are a lot of clueless parents out there that just want Jesus to bless their child. And this next month, we're going to do something. I'm going to ask Sandra up here. I'm going to talk a little bit. You grab that microphone. This is the missionary calling, Matthew 28. Matthew 28 is not... Uh, it gets When we get into Acts 1.8... It does talk about Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part. But Jesus right here is just saying, make disciples. Teach them to obey. Teach them the words of Jesus. And that's what we want to do this summer. We've, uh, we've got an event happening, and uh, it's going to be going on. What date, Sandra? Um, on the, in the evenings, August 10 through 14. So that's a Monday through Friday. Okay. Tell us a little bit of the vision behind this. Right. So as a part of, um, of a, a desire to have an outreach focus for CFCF, our team got together and really saw a great opportunity to make one of our outreach events be for children. And so we've gotten a team together to, be, to host what we're calling Brighton Community Kid nights. That's kind of hard to say, but community kids nights. And what we're, what our goal is really is to be an outreach to the neighborhood kids in Brighton and in in this area to, to give them an opportunity to to hear the gospel for the first time. And God has really opened doors for us. Um, The presentation community center, presentation school community center, which so if you are in Brighton, you see the YMCA, there's a community center literally right across the street. They have opened their facility up to us for free, which is huge. And they know what we're doing, and they know that we're being very clear that we're presenting the gospel. This is a gospel Jesus-centered event for children in the community, and we're making it very low-cost for like $10 for the whole week to even free. I mean, we're, we're making it to where kids really can come. And so it really is an opportunity, just like Mark said, for us to love children and to have a, an open door for children who's, who don't know about Jesus or haven't heard the gospel to come, hear about that in the evenings, and, and also have fun to also say, hey, you know what? This, Jesus is fun, you know? And so we've, we've had a curriculum donated to us. It's a VBS-like 
curriculum that we're going to be using. So it's going to have lots of fun crafts and games as well as a clear message about the story of God's love for us, starting from creation to the salvation story. So it's really an awesome opportunity that our church gets to host and be a part of. This is our first year, so um, the numbers are capped at, at 50. So we're looking at looking at making it be really for the kids in the community first. And then we're hoping in the next years to really be able to grow this event, to really hopefully be a staple in the community, something that kids in the community look forward to coming to Mm -hmm. and also getting loved on and hearing about Jesus. Excellent. Excellent. Stay here just a second. So um, we haven't done anything like this before. Not like this. We've done, we've done some outreach um, events like an art camp in Cambridge and things like that that went really well. There's some wonderful testimonies. But we haven't really done anything like this in Brighton before. How many of you have ever worked with a Backyard Bible Club or Vacation Bible School? Anybody in here? So that's, is that similar to what you're talking about? Um, it is similar. The format is going to be very similar to, to, to that, yes. Okay. And what are some of the roles that you need? So what we're looking for is we're looking for volunteers to help us out in the evenings. And there's so many roles that you, that if you're gifted with, you can help us with. We need everything from people helping us put together snacks to people that are what we're calling guides that help guide the, you know, like a group of kids, age group of kids to different events, to even being in activities or an events coordinator where you're given the, you know, the game or the craft and you're helping facilitate that as well. We also need people to help with registration. So if you're like, um, I'm not sure if I can do crafts, but I can check somebody in. That's great. We would love to use you to check people in, to greet families, and also make sure kids go home with the correct parents. And so we, we have so many, which is important. Um, so we have so many opportunities um, for you to serve. If you can come one night, if you're like, hey, I'm just free on Monday night, or if you can come Monday through Friday, we can use you. And it's going to be a lot of fun too. So what's, how much time is it going to take them? So it's going to be, um, we'll, we'll probably ask you to be there around 5 to 5.30 till 9. The actual event is 6 to 8. So obviously the beginning is set up and getting ready, and the end is like cleaning up and possibly setting up for the next day. So if you can do roughly 5.30 to 9, um, that would be wonderful. And one day is okay? One day signing up is okay. All five days is even better. Okay. So one, two, three, any, any part of it yeah. that they can... Yeah. So how many people is it going to take to pull this off per we, day? Per day. We need... The minimum is 15. And okay. we could have up to 20. Great. So think we can do this? Okay. We can. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank so, yeah. you, Sandra. And if you're interested in signing up, please come see me. Contact me. Um, uh, there's a slide that, that hopefully they'll run at the end of the service that has my email. As well as you can talk to Jacqueline Wittemeyer, too. We both are on the team um, that are working to recruit volunteers. You might have gotten like maybe four, five emails from us already. And that's on purpose because we need your help. And you may be getting some again. So if you're just like, oh, yeah, I've got to answer that, please do. Let us know and we'll sign you up. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. And so now we, we're not bringing our own children to this. What if is a parent wants to come and help, what do we do with their children? We can, we, can, we can talk through some options. If as a family, you're a parent that wants to help, maybe one of you sign up and come. Um, since it is in the evenings, there is an opportunity for like a, a parent to come and maybe if their kids aren't, because we're full, aren't able to come, the other parent can watch the children. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some options. We really, if you're really wanting to come, we really want to work with you to be there. So okay. just talk Good. to me and Jacqueline. We can work something out. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Thank Great. you so much. Thanks.
And okay. be praying. That's another place. Yeah, Prayer. we're going to pray Prayer. in just a few minutes about all of this. So we would like to make CFCF even more of a place for children. And we don't see this as the little kids' ministry over there. We say this could be, in one sense, our biggest slow burn, long-term interaction with our community that we've ever had. And I know some people drive in. We're, we're 20 minutes away. We come in here. This is not our neighborhood, but we've been in this school for how many years? More than 10 years. And so uh, there's a new principal here. We do, uh, we want to, we're going to send her some flowers, say we, we're delighted about your new job. We want to bless your community. We do things at Christmas. But this is outside, really, of even the school community, down in the, the center of uh, Brighton, right down as you go down Washington Street. I want to say so, something. I'm going to get a little, I, I forgot it, some communication I meant to do at the beginning. This is a little bit of a, a sidestep, and I'm going to get back to my, my message. Uh, the next two weeks are going to be what's called the International Conference for Antioch Ministries. And we have our, our missionaries coming in from all over the world, as well as the, the different churches that are around the country. And uh, so a lot of our staff is going to be gone next weekend. But we've got Justin Cokeson preaching. Woo! And we've got Phil Masterson here. And uh, a number of, how many people are going to be here next Sunday? Bunch of you? All right. So you're going to worship Jesus, and it's just like, when the, the cat's away, the mice will play, you're not, it's, it's time to have fun. Y'all go for it. Turn it up a couple of notches. I have no idea what Justin's going to do. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> but you're going, what happened to the entire staff? Why are they not here? Uh, uh, so we want you to pray for us. This is a, every three-year event. And it's a time where people really hear the Lord a lot of very great, wonderful, intense stuff is going on. Bill Johnson's going to be coming in and speaking to us during that time, well, as well as some other people, uh, a lot of leaders in our network. So it's a very significant time for us. Um, and uh, I better close up by praying I, for uh, you guys, Phil. I just want to, uh, Leslie's father passed away on Friday, Leslie uh, Masterson, so we want to, Leslie's not with us this morning, I'm looking around and remembering a few very, very significant things, so love you guys. So I'm going to, I want you to, at the very end, we're going to gather around you and just pray for them, okay? Pray for you. But we want to, we want to be a place for children, Okay? So, I want you to stand up right now. And those of you who are right now already planning to be involved in the Brighton Children's Outreach Nights, uh, children, Kids' Nights, could you come down to the front? And some of you that are thinking about being involved... While she was speaking, you said, I really want to do that. You know, we're, we're not going to get a, 
anyway, you don't have to sign your life on the line right now, but we want to pray for these guys and gals, okay? So let's pray for our community. Let's pray for the impact on children in the Brighton area, okay? And I wonder if a, a couple of people could get up here and pray if I held a microphone. Let me see. Hmm. Jacqueline, why don't you lead us out? Just praying for that whole time. For that, just, we're seeing the children that are running around the streets, the children that are maybe don't have anything to do or, 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 or parents that are wanting to do things for their children. Let's pray for them right now. Let's support her. Father, I thank you for children. Thank you that you have blessed our church with children and that you've blessed, blessed the Brighton community with children. Um, and Father, I just pray that you would bring the children to us on August 10th through 14th and that you would be made known, um, that it would be fun and that kids would not only learn about you, but that they would tell their parents about you and that we would build relationships with families through this. Um, Jesus, you are doing amazing things in Brighton and... Um, we thank you for that. We thank you for honoring us by being involved with it. And I pray that you would give us a heart for children, not just our own, not just our friends' kids, but for kids everywhere. All the kids that we see, that they um, would not be annoying, but that they would be fun, that they would be enlightening, and that we, our hearts would just burst, that they would know you. Uh, Father, we pray your blessing over this time. We thank you for everything you've given to us already for this program. Um, and we are just so excited to see what you're going to do, Father. Amen. Thank you for these Thank kids you, that are going to come. Amen. Amen. Let's just join me also right now. Lord, we ask you to come in Brighton, Massachusetts. Lord, as children, we, we see them in so many different situations here. But we, even as we drive up and down the streets, Jesus, pour your love into that child. Jesus, open up their heart. Give us favor with the parents of these children, Lord. Give us trust that they would release them to learn about you, or to build confidence. We ask for, for you to allow us to move forward in, in, in having deeper relationship in this community. Come in your kingdom, and every one of these, as well as others that are going to join us, Lord, give them burdens for prayer. Give them clear intercession to take steps to, to see your kingdom coming. In Jesus' name. All right, bless you guys. I'll be returning to your seats. We're going to worship here as we're coming to a close. And then we're going to just pray. You know what? Phil, just come on up here. Two of us to gather around and pray for Phil and for Leslie. And, uh, but the rest of you, we're going to have worship song right now. And uh, be coming close to the end of our service. So just lead us out, would you?